Hello and welcome to Management for Startups. Management for Startups is about learning management in small teams, businesses and organizations between 2 to 50 people. My name is Cedric. This podcast is never longer than 15 minutes, so let's get started. Today, the topic of uh, our podcast, if you've looked at it on the podcast app that you're listening to this on, is When Delegating, Explain Why. Uh, and it involves something that uh, I think I've seen this uh, mentioned in the business uh, or management literature as executive intent. Uh, but this ties into sort of the things that we've talked about in delegation. I think it's really important to sort of just take a good look at it. Now, let's begin with a story. Imagine that you are in a business and you have this client who hasn't paid on time. Like maybe they're two months late on payments. Most business deals are usually executed with like some payment up front. And so, so they've paid you uh, some portion, maybe 10%, and then maybe another 20% on, on project delivery. And then finally, the final uh, payment after sort of the, all the, the kinks have been worked out and uh, the company, the client is effectively using your, your, your software as part of their day-to-day business practices. Well, in this particular case, uh, in this story, the client hasn't paid for about two months, but they're still demanding lots and lots of modifications, which means that it's a it's a cost and a burden on your organization's time. And of course, you're not being paid, which is terrible. Um, so you've decided uh, at this point, that two months after they have stopped paying you anything, that you're going to have a, a meeting with them and you're going to deliver an ultimatum. And the way that you're trying to do this is that you know they're not paying some other vendor. Uh, and so you've contacted that vendor independently and both of you have agreed to a meeting because uh, you know that they can't survive without the two of you and you are hoped to use this to your advantage uh, to get them to start paying you, right? Because now you have a leverage, you have somebody else who's on your side. On the way out uh, from the office to this meeting, you see your boss and uh, you explain to her like what's going on and what you're about to do and she says, good, right? Like, don't come back without a signed agreement, uh, a written payment schedule and firm penalties if they don't comply, right? So she says this to you and then she walks off. Now, what does your boss mean, right? Uh, is she more interested in getting paid than in doing uh, more business or continued business with this client? Uh, is it more important to get a legally binding document to cut down on pleas and threats and all this drama that's been going on for the past two months? Uh, never mind, you know, if, if you have lower payment, lower eventual, you know, the money that you can get back is lower, uh, just cut down on the drama. Um, does she want uh, the customer to be humiliated in front of you know the other vendor? Uh, does she want you to stand tough with this customer but not let it affect uh, ongoing business relationships with other departments in that company? Or is she just you know expressing like gratefulness that you're dealing with this and, and quite pleased that you aren't letting this problem fester? Right? So which of these interpretations uh, is it uh, that your boss, you know, intends, given that she's sort of just made this one statement and then walked off, right, pleased with you. Um, now, this is important because in the heat of negotiation, you can't just, you know, stop and say, hey, hold on, let me call my boss and see what she says, right? When you're negotiating to sort of like protect yourself from losing face because, you know, you're in front of more than one party and you're with external parties, you can't uh, uh, pause the negotiations and then go and like, uh, let me let me figure out what I actually want out of this. It turns out that this is fairly important and this comes out in all sorts of uh, organizational tasks, right? If you don't know the intent of your boss, you can very well make bad decisions during the negotiation, decisions that you can't walk back on. 
Um, and it's so it's really important to know what the intent uh, and sort of the surrounding context around some of the decisions that you're going to make, both as a manager and as an employee of an organization. Right? Things can go really badly if your boss is interested in maintaining the relationship and instead you burn bridges. So how is this resolved? Now, I'll tell you how traditionally in most companies with a sort of bad management or bad training, uh, how this gets resolved, right? So you make a mistake and your boss is very angry with you and he or she completely blames you and that's terrible. Um, but uh, if you have been in the company for a while and you really know your boss, right? You understand how he or she thinks, you understand how she feels when it comes to situations like this, and you also know the context of and the history of the relationship between this client, uh, this particular division, and your company, then it's highly likely that you know what kind of decisions to make in the heat of the moment during negotiation. Uh, but if you don't, now that's a tricky thing. So I think that there are two lessons here, two ways to look at it. One is from the perspective of a subordinate. Very often as a manager, you have to do the, uh, things that uh, require you to make the de decisions on behalf of the organization uh, without being able to uh, talk to the stakeholders or I mean like your bosses, right? And the other way of looking at it is the other end of the table where you are the manager or you are the boss and you have a subordinate who's going to go out and, and do some task that you've delegated to them, right? So if you are a uh, subordinate, and, and this is your boss that you're dealing with, and you need to know the intent of your boss when they have delegated or trusted a task, to, entrusted a task to you, then the answer here is to make sure that you get the intent, right? And to recognize situations where uh, you're often made, you know, if things go south or, or if, if random uh, things that nobody expected happens, you know what your boss would do. And in order to do that, you should always sort of like pause uh, before one of these big sort of uh, decisions uh, where you know that you can't check in the middle and go like, okay, just to clarify here, what's your intent, right? What What's, uh, let's say that scenario X happens or scenario Y happens, right? What do you want me to do? And by having sort of this really short conversation, you know, I don't expect it to take longer than five to 10 minutes. You can probably like uh, ask your boss to step out in the hallway or like ask this question uh, through Slack or chat or whatever. Um, and I think that that's sort of really valuable because if you are in a, a terrible sort of under a terrible manager who would blame you if you make the wrong move, uh, this sort of preempts uh, that sort of uh, misunderstanding. And if you have a history of continually asking, like, what's your intent? You know, how can I fulfill uh, your intent and carry it out in this task that you have entrusted me to do? Then your boss will sort of like give you more leeway and, and you will earn brownie points um, so that if when you inevitably uh, mess up, because you will, um, you can go to your boss and say, okay, sorry, uh, in this particular case, I did not ask for your intent. I should have asked for the context and clarification. This will not happen again. Um, and you can sort of rely on the, the goodwill that you've built up over the past few instances where you have always taken your boss's uh, considerations and to uh, the context into account. So I think that's sort of like a, a generally useful thing as a subordinate, especially given that you are now a manager in a company and you have, you know, your, your actions do matter, right? Things, if you mess up, right, due to the fact that you have managerial leverage and due to the fact that you are fairly high up in the company now, um, that's kind of important to get it right. Um, so that's from the perspective of a subordinate. Uh, now let's flip the table and sort of talk about when you are a manager, right, how this, this 
idea affects your ability to delegate. So we've talked before on this podcast about um, delegation and how it's important to training in order uh, to delegate well and how the whole goal of delegation is that like you hand off a task and in the ideal situation, you don't need to worry about the task. You know it's going to be carried out well. And when you come and check the task uh, finally before it's due to be delivered, uh, the work is perfectly done, done to your expectations with minimal sort of fuss, minimal sort of changes and, you know, that's that's great, right? You've just increased the leverage of your team because now you can sort of delegate all kinds of tasks and trust that it will be done properly. Um, now, this, I realize upon, like, reflection that when you think about uh, delegation and, and training and all that jazz, if you don't talk about communicating intent, uh, then it's highly likely that you're going to have some difficulty in being able to delegate well, right? So I think the lesson here is that if you're delegating, you also need to explain why? Um, of course, I chose the, the the story at the beginning of this episode uh, because I thought because you know the story is pretty good. You you in in a situation of a negotiation, you can't go back to your boss and ask for clarification. Of course, in practice, many many sort of delegated tasks. Um, in my you know previous role as an engineering manager, it's often very easy for an engineer to sort of just tap me on the shoulder and go like, hey, you know, for this task, um, why do you say this and this? Or like, why do you want me to implement it in this particular way in the task description? And then I'll go like, oh, I forgot to, to tell you, like the client wants it this way because X, Y, Z. Um, and that's useful uh, because like it's, it's clear that you can sort of course correct during the execution of the task. But the example I chose at the beginning of this episode was great because you can't course correct. You can't seek further clarification in the middle of a negotiation. Um, so with, even with that in mind, right? So if as you are delegating a task uh, to a subordinate as a manager, you should always try to communicate the context and give more information than is strictly necessary to carry out the task. If you want to train your people to be able to deal with delegated tasks with minimal intervention from yourself. So it's not just uh, uh, important to do training. It's not just important to do sort of the things that we've talked about at the beginning of this podcast series and that I cover in uh, the Starter Manager Guide on managementforstartups.com. You also have to communicate executive intent. You have to explain why and sort of give more context around the task because uh, during uh, the, the execution of a task, it's very often that unforeseen things will happen, right? Unknown unknowns. And if your subordinate knows the intent and the context, he or she is more likely to be able to make the right decisions to carry out the task and then, you know, not burden you by constantly checking. So the situation, the story in the beginning is sort of one type of situation where you can't check uh, in the middle of executing the task. Uh, but And I also mentioned that there's sort of like the other end of the spectrum where you are working in a team in a closed environment. And um, if something, you know, some uh, news, unexpected thing happens during the execution of the task, your, your engineer or designer can sort of tap you on the shoulder and say, hey, you know, uh, what do you mean by this or what should I do here? Um, but there's also sort of like an in-between uh, uh, sort of uh, situation where, uh, especially if you are in a remote working situation where your engineer uh, assigned to the task is somewhere else, then this is sort of a, a situation where communicating why becomes just much just as important as if you are in a situation where you can't uh, confer with your boss uh, during the execution of the task. Uh, and I'll give you an, an, an example to end this, right? So um, one particular uh, client that we dealt with uh, was a, a spa um, and we were deploying these point of sale services and a CRM service for, for this client and he had a chain of spa uh, outlets in Singapore. 
And I remember uh, sort of telling my uh, engineer, I was in Singapore to deal with this client directly. My engineer was back in Vietnam. I was saying like, hey, you know, like for this particular client, I make sure that the buttons are big. And when he implemented it, the buttons were bigger than uh, the normal buttons that we, that we usually design, but they were not big enough. And the reason my engineer didn't know how big these buttons were was because I didn't explain the intent, right? Our point of sale systems, our systems were touch screens. And what he wanted them uh, to, to do was to completely just use the touch interface because they were, spark, they were misuse. Uh, they often had oil on their hands after uh, dealing with a client. Um, and he didn't want them to touch the keyboard and the mouse. So he wanted all of the touch targets on the UI to the user interface to be large enough to tap. But I didn't communicate this to my engineer. And so when he delivered the, the feature one week later, the touch targets were larger than normal, right? The, the buttons and so on and so forth were larger than, than normal, but they were not large enough to be proper, easy to use touch targets for a client uh, who doesn't want to use the keyboard and the mouse. In this particular situation, I learned that it's important to explain why, especially if you are in two different locations, right? I was in Singapore, uh, he was in Vietnam, uh, time zones weren't that bad, but I could have done such a, you know, a much better job if I explained the context uh, around the task when describing the feature to be implemented. And so let my mistake be a lesson to you. Um, whenever you delegate, try and explain and provide more context and more information than is necessary. And the reason for that is because unknown unknowns always crop up during execution of most tasks. And you want your subordinate to be prepared for that so that they can rely on you less and less. All right. So that's it for this week. Cedric out.